Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Welcome back. Final segment of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, and we're going to hit a couple of key topics as we round out the day today. Uh, first, in the Only in America category, uh, which actually had a lot to do with Poland today. Uh, just a, a fascinating little bit of uh, can't be, can't just be luck, can't be just the unicorns came in. Uh, but a Connecticut state trooper who is a native of Poland, uh, got quite a surprise when he uh, responded to an SUV with a flat tire on Wednesday. Now, we know that state troopers uh, help out with uh, flat tires on a pretty regular basis all over the country. So that in and of itself was uh, not unique. I think what had to be the ultimate shock uh, for this Connecticut state trooper was the fact that he quickly recognized that the passenger in the vehicle happened to be the former Polish president, Lech Walesa. Uh, that would uh, be an extraordinary day. <laughs> so the uh, state trooper, uh, who is uh, about 35, he came to the United States when he was 18. Uh, he told the Hartford Current that uh, he spoke with Walesa in Polish about their homeland and about the anti-communist movement uh, that Valesa had obviously helped lead uh, when he was, uh, ultimately when he became uh, president of Poland. Uh, and what, is, I mean, I don't know if we can even find a statistical number uh, that would equate to the chances of someone who was born in Poland, moved to Connecticut 18, 17 years later, and the former president of Poland uh, who really led the the revolution to freedom and democracy uh, has a flat tire in Connecticut. Now, Valesa was actually uh, in Connecticut giving a uh, speech at a university there. And uh, so interesting, uh, of course, uh, interesting. Uh, Valesa is 78 years old. I didn't realize that. Uh, a lot of these great leaders are, are getting up there in years. But he led that solidarity movement back in Poland in the 1980s. We remember seeing images of that. Uh, that were so historic, eventually and ultimately, that toppled Poland's communist leaders. Uh, there was an election there in 1989. Uh, Valenza got the uh, Nobel Prize in 1983, and he served as Poland's first popularly elected president from 90 to 95. And uh, so, so interesting uh, that that happened. Uh, that that moment came together with a, with a flat tire. Uh, which is what we always have to look at when we think uh, something is awful or horrible or terrible. Uh, it may not be. 
Uh, I'm sure that the uh, former president was probably none too thrilled to have a flat tire uh, on the SUV and was probably uh, at 78. I'm sure he was not looking forward to changing that tire. But, you know, fortunately, the state trooper pulled up and amazingly was from Poland, spoke Polish. And uh, the rest, of course, is history. And that's how history happens. History happens in a lot of those uh, seemingly insignificant moments, sometimes those incredibly frustrating moments. So uh, just in that spirit, I want to go through just a, a couple of great quotes uh, from Lech Valenza, uh, as I think he taught so many important lessons in a really critical time, not just in Poland, uh, but around the world. Uh, he said, we hold our heads high despite the price we have paid because freedom is priceless. Uh, he's also known to have said, I'm lazy, but it's the lazy people who invented the wheel and the bicycle because they didn't like walking or carrying things. Uh, and sometimes that's absolutely true. Maybe that's why he had a flat tire. <laughs> so, uh, now, it's, uh, uh, like Valesa is also uh, known to have said that it's, uh, it's hardly possible to build anything if frustration, bitterness, and a mood of helplessness prevails. And this is what I worry about uh, in our own little experiment in democracy. And I want you to think about this. Hardly possible, Valesa said, to build anything. You can't build anything if frustration, bitterness, and a mood of helplessness prevails. I think that is a cautionary tale, not for the people of Poland, but for all of us, because the mood in the country that is being fomented by the far left and the far right and many in the media is that it's about frustration, angst and fear. And then you get that bitterness and that contempt for them, you know, them, those people, they. And when that bitterness sets in, that contempt uh, really builds. And then ultimately we end up with this mood of helplessness. There's nothing, there's nothing I can do. There's nothing I can do about it. And so we disconnect, we disengage, we isolate. And then all of these things, when we isolate, get worse, not better. And it becomes part of a downward spiral. And it is a downward spiral in relationships. It is a downward spiral in businesses. It is a downward spiral in communities. And it is a sad and sorry tale of a downward spiral of a society and a nation. And so we, we have to, to do it a little bit different. Uh, Lech Valesa also said that the, the thing that lies at the foundation of positive change is service to a fellow human being. Uh, and I love that we have this quote on here today where uh, Lech Valesa was actually the one receiving the, the help and the service from a fellow human being. I think that's, uh, I think that was a stunning thing, uh, for that to take place, uh, again on some random road in Connecticut, uh, for, uh, for that, this connection to come, uh, anything but chance. Way, way more than just chance. So the question then, I think for all of us is, what are we doing in those moments? Uh, are we are we going the path of this state trooper? State trooper was not required to stop and fix the flat tire, uh, but he chose to, and that makes a difference. That matters. 
Uh, sometimes we we get so caught up again in who is and who isn't in our space, and every time you hear they, them, those people, uh, that's usually a pretty good signal to your spidey sense uh, that the conversation's about to head south. Uh, rarely does anything good happen after those words because usually the next thing that comes is some kind of pejorative statement about who they are or how awful they are. And you hear it uh, across the spectrum. And to me, it's always an indicator that uh, it's the warning light, that the conversation's about to get worse, not better. And so then our job, our job is to, of course, correct it and to ask questions and to lean in and to be curious uh, I love the conversation. If you missed earlier in the program, we had Devin Weiser on uh, from the uh, Olean Walker Institute up at Weber State University. Uh, and I love that they are having debates up there with students. So they're taking on debates like, let's debate capitalism and socialism. Let's, let's have that conversation. And let's show that we can do it in a way that's different. Uh, if, you, if you missed that, make sure you uh, check out the podcast page today. It'll be up a little later this afternoon. Uh, and also Devin's piece in the Standard Examiner was just great. And I actually want to go back to this quote. Uh, Devin shared a a quote from a Supreme Court justice, uh, Louise De, uh, Brandeis, excuse me. Uh, and Brandeis wrote this, and I think this is a model that we have to get back to, that we have to really recognize and understand. He said, if there be time to expose through discussion... The falsehood and fallacies to avert the evil by the process of education, the remedy to be applied is more speech, not enforced silence. Think about that. Break that down just a little bit. So if we want to get through the falsehood and the fallacies, what we need is more speech, not less. And if we can do that through an elevated conversation, a deeper discussion, if we can do it through education, that's the way to do it. It's not to enforce silence. It's not to have less speech. It's to have more speech. And that's where we have to ultimately get to this whole thing we've been talking about this week in terms of trust. Because if we lose that trust, trust is the currency of enlightenment. You have to be able to trust someone. There is no influencing. There's no persuasion. There's no education in the absence of trust. So you have to trust me and I have to trust you. If we don't have that we are going to have a very superficial conversation that is not going to lead us towards better solutions and better outcomes. So give it a try. A little more speech, not less. And listen and be trustworthy so that we can have the real conversation. 
That'll wrap it up for Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio today. I am Boyd Matheson. And as always, as you go out into the world today, see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. Utah's choice for 100 years. O.J. Simpson driving a white Ford Bronco. Barney Clark chose life, the artificial heart beating in his chest. I'm Barack Hussein Obama. Do solemnly swear. We're the station for breaking news, traffic and weather together, and conversation about important stories. KSL FM Midvale. KSL Salt Lake City. Thank you for 100 years of trust. KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.